want to call on the name of the Lord. His name is Jesus. If, if nobody told you, if you haven't re been reminded, maybe you need to remind somebody that his name is Jesus. Call on the name of the Lord. My God, that was Todd Dunley, uh, Delaney, excuse me, that was singing and certainly we just thank and praise God for, you know, there's so many gospel artists that are uh, singing and praises and, and magnifying the Lord, you know, and uh, and just it's just so awesome. Can you just imagine what it's going to be like in glory? Uh, the Bible tells us that uh, Isaiah said that he saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. And there was a praise that was going on and everybody was involved. Everyone was involved in the praise. You know, nobody was spectating. Nobody was standing by and, and uh, you know, whispering. And, and But they had their mouths open and, and they were in the groove of praising the Lord. You know, the, the Bible will plainly tell us and uh, we're going on and into service. But it says, be ye therefore followers, this is Ephesians 5, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice for a sweet smelling savior. The 19th verse says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's that's what we're doing. You know, we're rejoicing in the Lord and magnifying him for all that he has done and what he is going to do. I hope you have had a blessed day. I pray that that your evening, your afternoon, whatever the time is, wherever you are, that it, that it is uh, fantabulous that the Lord is that you are recognizing the benefits of the day and that you are blessing the Lord. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study 7 p.m. and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. You know we believe the Bible is the Word of God therefore we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There's no better way to fight a battle than, than with obedience to the word of God. Somebody, you know, it's often said in the movies, and maybe somebody told it to you, that a little lie won't hurt. They call it a little white lie. I don't care what color you can take all the crayons and, and color that lie. It's still a lie. And it's going to do some damage and it's going to create a problem. It's better just be truthful and, uh, and even better, don't put yourself in a situation where you need to lie. We're going into the word of God this evening. You know, we're in the book of Ezekiel and Ezekiel is now, uh, there's some things that are transpiring here that the, uh, that the Lord is telling this young man. And, and so uh, on this 16th day of March, 2021, uh, we're taking the year with purpose. And I, I, I want to remind you to, to refuse. I'm telling you to refuse. Do not settle for anything except the best. Uh, settle for the best. Whatever the best is, settle for that. Uh, and so uh, remember, good is not the same as great. And make a note, good is not the same as great. And greatness comes by sacrifice, not osmosis just like studying, just like getting an education in whatever area, whatever uh, your vocation is, whatever you're studying, it's not through osmosis. You, you know, you're going to have to put forth some effort. And you can ask anyone that has ever set a goal, anyone that has ever won a Super Bowl, a world champion of any type or, you know, uh, uh, medals. It took more than just being good. It took more than just being good. It, it, they made sacrifices to become great. And so in order for you to obtain, in order for you to take the year with purpose, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. You're going to have to do some things. And so make up in your mind that you're going to discipline yourself. You 
We're going to take disciplinary action against those things that are running wild. A runaway child, running wild. Go back home. Now, listen, uh, hold on and take some discipline. Apply it. We're in the book of Ezekiel, the 36th chapter, verse 31 through 38. And while you may be turning there, Father, in the name of Jesus, ask that you will bless your word this evening. Bless those that are listening. Lord God, pray and ask that you will bless those that maybe they're driving right now or at work listening or getting ready for bed, whatever, wherever they are, Lord God, ask that you will bless them. Remember those that are sick in their body, Lord God, that you would touch them. Heal them according to thy will. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would touch, be obedient, bless them, stir up the mind of the backslider and the unfaithful, Lord God. Lord, for the saving of their soul. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now for those that have dedicated their lives, those that are rededicating their lives unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel 36. Verse 31 through 38, it says, Then shall ye remember your own evil ways and your doings that are that were not good, and shall loathe uh, yourselves in your own sight for your iniquity and for your abominations. Not for your sakes do I this, Saith the Lord God, be it known unto you, be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord God, in the day that I shall cleanse, that I have cleansed you from all your iniquity, I will also cause you to dwell in the cities, and the waste shall be built, and the desolate land shall be tilled. Whereas it lay desolate in the sight of all that passed by, and they shall say, this land, uh, this land that was desolate is become the garden of Eden, and the waste and desolate and ruined cities are become fenced and are inhabited. Then the heathen that are left round about you shall know that I, the Lord, built the ruined places and plant that was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken it, and I will do it. Thus said the Lord God, I will let, I will yet for this be inquired by the house of Israel to do it for them. I will increase them with men like a flock, as the holy flock, as the flock of Jerusalem, and her solemn feast, so shall this waste cities be filled with flocks of men, and they shall know that I am the Lord. I want to talk about your garden. You know, there's no better garden than your garden. Uh, there's no better place than your home, your job, your family. Yeah, don't don't go there. There's no better place because it's there with you. And so your immediate situation, your garden, God can change and turn into fertile ground, but it starts with me and my house, me and my house. If you don't, don't mind, if you can, just put your hand on your chest and pat yourself, my house. And so uh, blessings, Blessings or blessed is defined as having special favor, mercy, or to benefit from someone. In this instance, it is God who is doing the blessing. Proverbs 10 and 22 says, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow. Now, I've heard this quoted a few times, and, and I believe it to be true. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow. Now, uh, I remember some years ago, someone, they thought they were criticizing and, and saying something sarcastic to me, but uh, they, they made a statement. They said, you know, in, in, in ministry, they said, if, 
you know, God is going to give you something that you don't have that's not going to be a struggle for you to take care of. Now, sometimes people say things and they're doing it purposely because they were excusing themselves. However, the words in which they spoke were true because God did instantly give me something that I was looking for and it was not a burden. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, when the Lord sends the blessing, when the Lord, when God speaks. Uh, one of the elders, a uh, good friend, uh, brother in the gospel um, has this testimony. He was in a service in Los Angeles and the minister that was uh, speaking told him, said, go to the truck dealer, go to the car lot and ask for uh, Robert. Now, I, I don't remember exact name, so I'm just going to say Robert. Ask for Robert. So he went to the dealership uh, and when he went on the lot, their man met him and and said, I'm going to go get someone for you. And and, and the presence of mind, the the the. Uh, elder asked the man what was his name and he said Robert he said no I need to speak with you and he drove off the lot with that truck that day because the word of God God blessed him he went and drove off that day and he drove that truck for his electrical business until uh, it could not drive anymore the blessing of the Lord it maketh rich and he added no sorrow with it. I need you to, uh, to remember that because someone made a purchase, because someone, maybe it been you, maybe you know what I'm talking about from experience, because you go out and purchase something, uh, uh, when God doesn't add any sorrow to it, it doesn't dull your credit. It don't mess you up. It, it doesn't get all of a sudden get repossessed after a, a few months because God didn't add any sorrow to that. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. I, I've, uh, he or she is, a, I've heard this statement made, he or she is an angel uh, from God. Yeah, you know, I, I was at the, uh, I heard a young lady say, I was at the gym and, and, and so we were having a conversation and she got at the gym and I met him and he was just all dreamy and gloomy and all that kind of whatever vernacular that she was using and he was an angel from God. Well, he got the free milk. He took the honey until he had enough and uh, spent the money that he could spend and, and, and other attentions. In other words, he hit it and quit it and he was gone. So that was not the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. If that was truly someone sent from God, they would have blessed you. But instead, they were a taker and not a giver. Those things are just a few of conversations that I've had in, in this, you know, and, and so in warning, as spoken about on Sunday, it's staying off the slippery slope. You've got to be careful and know the word of God and what God is saying. And, and so therefore, uh, God said that he is going to bless and his bless is going to be make rich as we read in Ezekiel. And he's and it's not going to be sorrow added to that. Now, uh, you Bible students, Bible students, I think you need to write this down. You need to listen to what I'm saying, because I just mentioned something about a uh, conversation and someone saying that, uh, you know, I understood what they meant, but it provoked another thought. And the question is, does angels or do angels have a physical anatomy? Do angels have a physical anatomy? Uh, and so uh, please answer uh, with it. make sure that you uh, send your comment and include a scripture with your answer. OK, uh, the 31st verse says, then shall you remember your own evil ways and your doings that were not good and shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abomination. Now, prior to this, God told Ezekiel that he would multiply the fruit trees. And, and so uh, remember, uh, uh, from chapter one through uh, the, about the 24th 
a chapter, Israel was being severely corrected. You know, it takes time to correct something. It takes time now to get it, to really get it where God wanted to get Israel to a particular place. Now, in order to be blessed, uh, uh, preparation precedes a blessing. So you have to prepare. And God was preparing his people. He was not happy about their actions. He was not happy about their reactions. He was not happy about the secret things that they were trying to do and cover up. Nonetheless, uh, that's, why, that's why it just causes me to melt like butter when I, I think about the goodness of God and what he has done for me. And so prior to this, the, the Lord said, said he will multiply the fruit trees, increase the fields and take away the reproach. You know, the Lord bless and he saves and he takes away the reproach. Uh, Sometimes uh, someone new coming to the church and they're looking at an individual and they're saying, I want to be where they are. Or, uh, you know, they don't know. They just don't know what it what God may what they may have had to go through to get where they are. Uh, they may not understand the cleansing process that God took that individual through uh, to bring them out of the, uh, the the miry muck that they were in and to make them what they are today. Some gifts are received no matter how uh, uh, you've acted and those gifts remind you of how wrong you've been. You ever receive a blessing and you knew you did not deserve it and it 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 spanked you as if <laughs> as if you were physically being uh uh chastened because you knew you did not you were not worthy of that however god blessed you anyhow however someone individual maybe it was at work maybe you received the increase maybe you received the bonus you know and you knew you were just just skating through and then after that, you say, you know, this this is pretty good. I think I'm going to straighten up and fly right. I'm going to start doing the thing. No one ever knew, you know, how much you escaped by. But all of a sudden, there was a productivity in your work. That's a good thing. I was sitting in the passenger seat of a friend's car one day. This was a, some years, some time ago. Wrong time, wrong place of my own free will, which was not good. And a brother walked by me. He was about six feet, six to seven feet away from me, and he pulled up his shirt. Now, uh, my eyes immediately went to that silver, that Saturday night special in his waistband. I couldn't run. I couldn't duck. I couldn't do nothing. If it wasn't for the grace of God, I would have taken uh, I don't know how many bullets. I was trapped. All I could do was just look back at him. I didn't flinch, I didn't do anything. Just look back at him with no other thought at the moment. That brother turned and walked away. And I know that was God. That was God. Uh, remember, I was in the wrong place. I was in the, it was the wrong time. And I was up to no good. I drove from, I, I, as I was writing, sitting down, thinking about how great God is. I remember driving from Compton back to Altadena after visiting some family members and, you know, as a young person and I'm driving. But before I, I got on the freeway, I had a few boilermakers. And, I, and so I'm, I'm getting ready to age something here because it was a shit. I remember it was a, a shit malt liquor. And, you know, I was driving north on the 110 freeway, which takes you from L.A. into Pasadena, and that's full of a lot of curves. I recall going into a tunnel, but I don't remember coming out. I woke up at a gas station about 10 hours later uh, and went home to a terrified mother. You know, I believe that's my mother got saved. Uh, she looked at what God had did for me. And, and I believe she said there must be a God. And she uh, got saved and got baptized and was filled with the Holy Ghost and went on to be with the Lord. But 
I remember the terror and I know that I recall the nights that she was up worrying and concerned about not just me, but her daughter and, uh, you know, the, the, the knuckleheads that was running around her house called children. Now, I didn't deserve anything. And some things I never shared with my children to protect them from following my footsteps. I, 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 matter of fact, they were sheltered and they're still pretty rotten to this day, all of them. And, but, you know, and they realized that they were sheltered. They realized that, well, Dad, why didn't you raise us in this area? And today they say, well, I understand now, uh, but they don't know the, the heart of it and everything I'm going to say. Because I never wanted them to feel like, well, look at you. Look how you turned out. Look how you prospered. Look how God has blessed you. I never want, because everybody, you don't know. It, that that you're going to have that same grace. You're going to have that same. It's a chance. It's a slippery slope that you don't want to get on. And so never wanted them to follow those steps. Did I forget the actions? No, because I just talked about it. I didn't forget none of the things. I recognize the favor of God even more so today than I did at that time. Because God blessed doesn't mean we're going to forget the things that we did that were sinful, that were an abomination, that was bad, uh, that was, there was iniquities, those things that caused shame in our lives as well as uh, affected others. But if, if, if the Bible says, and if the Lord say the same, excuse me, not the Bible, I'm saying, <laughs> if the Lord says the same, after all that I've mentioned, if the Lord say the same, I'll uh, I'll turn 60 on Sunday with all my teeth. Now, I was laughing about that the other day. With all my teeth, I can say, look, mom, no cavities. Prior to COVID-19, was doing 10 to 15 miles a, uh, a week and pumping iron as they used to do back in the day. God has been good to me, and that is my testimony. And it included some spankings. It included corrections. But I believe today that, uh, that though my mother is not here, my godmother and my godfather, that uh, we're encamped about with a great cloud of witness. And they're not put to shame because God did save his brother. And God took him and washed him and cleansed him just like he is speaking about with Israel. He said that I'm not doing it for your sakes, but I, I'm doing it for mine. I'm doing it for me. Not for your sake do I this, said the Lord God, be it known unto you. Be ashamed and confounded of your ways, O house of Israel. Israel got a few spankings, just like you and I, just like I just mentioned. Not ashamed because it is a shame to ever repeat those things over again. Therefore, I avoid them like the plague. The Bible tells us neither give place to the devil. And so uh, it said it tells us to avoid the very appearance of evil, even if, if it looks evil, stay away from it. There was a, a young lady who was asked to go out and have the happy hour with her friends. And she said, well, I don't drink. Well, you know, and you may have seen this picture, but I know someone that it really happened to. And so when you look at the picture of all of them sitting at the table, her glass of Coke looked like their Coke, rum and Coke. It looked just like whatever they was drinking. So who would know? Shun the very appearance of evil. That's what we're supposed to do. Oh, my God. Mm, let me go on here. My mind is, is, is going, is, is going. God would have consumed them, but there was a specific reason he spared them. Now, Bible students, here we go again, because on last, on last Tuesday, we talked about a specific reason. 
what was the reason that he spared them. God would have consumed them. But there was a specific reason that he didn't, that he, that he did not consume, that he spared them. God wants you to know uh, you're forgiven. He wants you to know you're forgiven. And that's, that's a hard thing for a big pill for us to swallow at times and to accept that we have been forgiven. But God wants you to know you've been forgiven, not just forgiven, but blessed as well. Now, what he does not want us to do is to for, be forgetful. Now, we know that um, dementia, natural uh, dementia is a loss of memory and general behavioral uh, changes that occur. But so is spiritual dementia. It has the same effect because then you'll find yourself doing the same thing over and over again, which is really non-effective, uh, becomes damaging. Uh, the behavior changes and you'll find yourself in a loop, which is going nowhere. And so we need to be careful and remember, not be forgetful, not be forgetful here, but be doers of exercise your mind, exercise just like you need to exercise your body, you have to exercise your mind, you have to exercise your spirit. Verse 33, thus said the Lord God in the day that I shall uh, cleanse you from all your iniquities, I will also cause you to dwell in the cities and the waste shall be built and the desolate land shall be tilled whereas it lay desolate in the sight of all that passed by. Now, I need you to, to, to really to, to get this and remember this, is that God, God said, and I, I, I like saying that, God said it. And, you know, so and I'm, I'm quoting his word. When his word, uh, God said it. Now, is, I'm quoting from the Old Testament. It's not written in red, but it is God speaking. Uh, you know, everything, uh, because they highlight it in red doesn't mean that it has superiority over what is written in black. And so uh, let me let me make that plain. It all works together. He comes in the uh, volume of the book. It's all written about him. God said, because God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and shall he not do it, or have he spoken, and shall he not make it good? That's Numbers uh, 23 and 19. Now, when God is speaking, he's speaking here to Israel. He's speaking to his elect. He's speaking to the saints. This is very personal. This is very personal. Very personal here. He said, I will clean you up. That's a very personal statement because that means that he is he has to examine you. You know how it is. Uh, those of you that are parents and, you know, you have children that um, uh, that you have to uh, when you say clean behind your ears, it's not it's different than when they take a bath on their own and clean behind their ears. Uh, you're going to go and you're going to pull that ear uh, forward and you're going to clean behind you. You're going to make sure that the lower parts of the loin areas are cleansed uh, so that they don't break out any rashes or anything like that. When you tell them to take a bath, uh, you know, um, uh, as, as having children, I remember telling, um, telling the children to take a bath and, you know, I, I don't know what it is about children. Sometimes they don't want to take a bath. And so they went in the bathroom and they dumped their, their shoes, the sand out their shoes in the bathtub. Uh, they never ran any water or anything to make it look like, but that was just too much sand, first of all, in a, in a dry tub uh, that to mimic that they took a bath. But nonetheless, they needed to be sure that they took a bath because uh, just like God said, I'm going to clean you up. We're going to follow up as a parent and make sure that you are clean uh, between the toes you're clean. So when God says, I'm going to clean you up, he's going to get very personal with that because it is a personal task to make sure that you are thoroughly cleansed. 
Now, people don't need to know everything about you. They don't need to know every situation that you've been in when God clean, cleansed you up. They don't need to know. It's not their business. I don't want to know. Now, if it is something detrimental, then I, I believe that it's going to come up. It's going to come up. It's going to come out. When you apply for a job, whether it's in the church or outside the church, there's going to be a background. There's going to be something that's done that, that is going to identify and say who you are. But you don't need to promote uh, uh, in the form of what we call a testimony that God, uh, what he may have cleansed you up from, because everybody don't need to know. Everybody may not need to ha can handle that. But the greatest testimony that you'll ever have is that God has cleansed you and you remain cleansed. Let me say that again. The great testimony is that God has picked you up, turned you around, set your feet on solid ground, and you have not changed. You didn't take get off the solid ground that God placed you on, but you remain where God established you and you continue in the refinement and the work that God has presented as far as cleansing you and preparing you for his kingdom. He can and he will cleanse you from all iniquities, from all injustices, all crimes, vices, whatever it is, whatever you have uh, found yourself doing, whatever it is that you have done, because uh, Quadis is kept, there are others that have done the same thing and, and, and you don't need to know. You just need to know that uh, that God cleanse them and he can do the same for you. Guilt will make you feel like it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. If people are going to be, uh, uh, not the saints of God, but people are going to be surprised that who they see make it in. And, and I, I say this figuratively because, uh, because actually when we get into the word of God, when we get into revelation, uh, you know, um, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a whole dynamic turn uh, when we talk about, or even within Ezekiel, because Ezekiel is going to take us there, uh, a whole dynamic turn into salvation and what you will experience in the presence of God and what you will not experience uh, that you've heard in songs, seen in movies, repeated uh, throughout history that is actually not written in the scripture. So when God cleanses you up and, and God is going, there's going to be some murderers. There's going to be some, uh, some folks that have done things that you may look at and say they are such a detestable person. They are, they are despicable. But yet they repented of their sins. God cleansed them and turned them around and from that moment they never went back to doing and committing those acts he can and will cleanse you from all your iniquities the injustice the crimes the vices you know i, I see more of the hard-headed i'm gonna put it like this there are hard-headed folks broken-hearted and those that have had hard lives pouring themselves out as they know and remember the plight, the danger, the difficulty, the unfortunate situation that they were in and they know the grace of God would brought them out. That's why you'll have somebody that, that preach as hard as they can. That's why you'll have somebody that will sing from the depths of their soul they realize and know that there's no time to be fooling around because they know where God brought them from. We know what God has done, what he is capable, and we're not taking this thing for granted. We're not playing church as so many uh, have gotten, just get so used to going, well, I'm just used to going, it's just another Tuesday night. I'm going, it's just another Sunday service. It's a, it's a ritual, it's a habit. No, 
This is a lifestyle as we prepare for the kingdom of God. A change is happening to the ground. Verse 35, and they said, and they shall say this land that was desolate is become the garden of Eden. Look at that person that I, that I once knew, that, that person that was banging, that person that, that beat, beat down. Uh, I remember when they, I saw, man, it was, a, it was a mess. They were hitting hard. That person that took advantage of my, that person that I remember because I saw them do it. I remember because I took advantage of them. They were ruined. Man, their mind was just shot. But God, that they landscape was all messed up. This land that was desolate is, is now become like the Garden of Eden. And the wasteland and the desolate and the ruined cities are become fenced and are inhabited. Something has happened. They're no longer a unfenced city allowing any and everything to come in and invade them. Because God has cleansed them up and made them a city that has a fence and is now inhabited. My God, they look as great as the Garden of Eden. Now, Eden existed geographically prior to the planting of the garden. You know, we read about the Garden of Eden, but uh, but Eden was was before uh, Eden itself was already geographic was already a place. Genesis uh, 2, 8 through 14, and I may not read all of this, but listen. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. It had trees that's pleasant to the sight. It was good for food. The tree of life also was there in the midst of the garden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A, a river went out of Eden uh, to water the garden, so it had its own irrigation system. And from thence, it, it, the river had parted and became uh, four heads. So the name of the first was, was, was Pison, and that is which it compassed the whole garden or the whole land of Havilah, which there was gold. So the Garden of Eden had gold in it, so they had riches. And matter of fact, the, the Bible said the gold of that land was good. There, is, there was um, also ox stone that was there. And the same name of the second river is uh, uh, Gihon, uh, the same as that capacity, the homeland of Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. Ethiopia was there. And the name of the third river is Hidako. That is, which is good, uh, goes toward the east of Asia. And the four rivers of uh, the, the fourth river is Euphrates. And so Eden had all that it needed. The Garden of Eden had everything that was needed to sustain it. It had the perfect climate. It was the perfect piece of land. It was fertile land. It had all that man needed uh, because when God made man, he placed him. He, the reason he set the garden up uh, and, and, and set up this perfect place was to put humanity there. Mm -hmm. He put Adam there. So this great location, God chose a great location to plant and to place man and provide opportunity. And guess what? He's doing it again with you and I. He's doing it again with those that he have called and they're responding to the call. He's doing it again with those that had that had backslidden and had lost hope. Uh, those that was rebelling against God. He, he's doing it again. He's doing it again. The 36 verse says, then the heathen that is left round about you shall know that I that I, the Lord, built the ruined place. I, I took that which was torn down, that which was kicked to the curb, that which was said, you'll never be any good. And, and, and the plant that was desolate, I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do it. If you don't think, I will do it. God said, I'm going to do it. Remember, he's not a man and he should lie. He ain't playing no word games. He'll do it. He'll do it. Listen to what I'm saying. I know for personal, he'll do it. 
he'll do it. And it won't last for a year. It won't last for a few years. It will last for a long time. It will last until. Let's put it that way. It will last until. Thus said the Lord God, I will yet for this be inquired of the house of Israel to do it for them. I will increase them with men like a flock. Mm -hmm. I'm going to turn things around because during this, that captivity, uh, people lost their lives. During that captivity, uh, husbands, uh, women, children, sons, uh, daughters, things went on. But he said, I, I'm going to increase them and ask a holy flock, not just any kind of flock, but a holy flock as a flock of Jerusalem in her uh, in her solemn feast. So shall the waste cities be filled with flocks of men and they shall know that I am the Lord. You will be a living testimony unto God. It may not look like it don't have to look like and people don't have to see it. They don't have to see uh, because you believe God don't mean everyone's going to believe God. But listen, I believe God for you. I believe God with you. I touch and agree with you because those things lines up with his will. It don't matter what other people say when God has spoken it, uh, saying, hey, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to change it. I'm going to fix up what has been broken down. I'm going to fortify. I'm going to build back up the wall. I'm going to make you a fence city where everything can't come in and out and run you into ruins. God makes the difference. He is the one that makes the difference. God bless you. I'm, I'm going to stop with that. But there was a few questions uh, that has been presented. And so um, I see that that one of the answers that have come through. Mm, bless you, Jesus. Ezekiel 1, 5 through 11. Now, remember, when you answer a question, you're supposed to type in your answer. And I, I really expect, uh, uh, so your answer, not just the scripture, but you can answer in your own words. Now, the question was, are angels um, their, uh, their anatomy? Do they have physical anatomy? And so uh, the answer to that is no. They do not. Now, that would lead to another question that I'm not going to go into right now. But the Bible says that they had went to Jesus in Matthews 22 and 30. And they said, for in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels in heaven. But see, there is no um, there is none, none of that going on as far as angels uh, being um, uh, Autonomically correct, you know, so to speak. Uh, that's not the angel's position and, and their responsibility. The answer that I was given, it says that they were describing the likeness of man and having four faces that as a man and a lion on the right side and an ox on the left. And actually, we went into the teaching of that. If you go back into the archives uh, uh, from the website, click God on Demand, uh, that's connectingtruth.org the website and click out on demand there is teaching on that but the physical uh, anatomy because they asked jesus said uh, seven some brothers had a brother had a wife and he died without bearing any children and then uh, all the brothers um remarried the woman and soon the woman died you know and and so who wife would she be and she wouldn't be anyone's wife because in glory uh Neither when we are caught up and our bodies change, we're not going to be there marrying and giving in marriage like we are here. The second question, and I know I didn't go into a lot of detail there. The second question was, um, the Lord said that for this reason, I'm doing this for a reason. Uh, what is that reason? I don't see an answer listed. What is the reason? The Lord told him that he would uh, bless them. The fruit would multiply. 
and that he would turn things around for them prior to this conversation that he's having with Ezekiel, that he would turn things around. He's going to make a difference. What is the difference that he is going to, why? What is the reason? Israel had messed up. They done a lot. They did a lot of things like you and I. They had full of shenanigans, but by the grace of God, thank God for his goodness. He said, for my name's sake, for my name's sake, I'm not going to devour you. You're not going to be consumed. As you, you Bible students should, should know that from the teaching on last week, that he's not going to uh, do it for your sake and because of how good you are, because uh, none of us is good. But his grace, he said, I'm doing it for my name's sake, for his name's sake. Now, I want you to know that blessings are attached to his name. Blessings, and, and now that is, you'll find that within Ezekiel, uh, blessings are attached to the name of the Lord. And so that's why we call upon his name as he has instructed us to do. And that's why we lift him up. So he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. And with that being said, thank you. God bless you for, for, for listening, for your attention. God bless you for those that, that participated in, in giving the answer. And, and so let's be mindful that God is able, he is willing, and what God says, it shall happen. He shall make it good. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word this evening, your exhortation, Lord God, those that are listening now and those that will hear later, ask that you would bless. Lord God, help us, Lord God, to live saved, to live according to thy will. Lord God, to uh, say yes. Lord God, to your will and to your ways, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord God, we'll be careful to give you praise and to give you glory and honor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, mighty God. Listen, uh, remember the songs of the songstress and those featured the respective property of the artist. Uh, be blessed. Uh, share SML inside the pages uh, with someone, you know, uh, share the, share the, the podcast with someone. We can be found on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, just to name a few. You know, until then, I hope to see you here at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona or to see you there. Until then, be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, wow.
Church, let's pray right now. We're going into a word of prayer. Bless you, Jesus. We're going into a word of prayer right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we pray and ask that you would touch Brother John in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I ask that you would move by your power, Lord God, that you would touch his soul, Lord. You know the desires of his heart. Lord God, you know the request that has been made. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would uh, keep his mind stirred, Lord God. Lord God, you are the, uh, the author and finisher of our faith. And you said that if we call upon you, whoever call upon your name shall be saved. Lord God, you've given us your name, which is above every name for salvation. Lord God, we pray and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Listen, Brother John, if you, uh, you want to be saved, the Bible tells us that they asked the disciples of Jesus Christ, they said, man and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? And Peter told them, he said, repent. Repent means to change. You have to make up in your mind and hold firm to it that you want to be different. You want to walk as God has called you to walk. And so therefore you want to, uh, they told him, he said, repent and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. That washes the sin, the stain of sin away. The blood of Jesus is applied through water baptism. And then you want to stay in the word of God. You want to, uh, and so I'm not sure what city you're in, but you want to be in a church that teaches the Bible, that teaches the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. Now, as you go to church, you want to pray and ask the Lord to bless you to, to receive and understand his word. Know that God will lead you and guide you because he said those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. They're going to be filled. And so uh, the, that's what you want. That's what you're designing right now. And so get to a Bible believing church. Stay there. Stay in, stay close to the Lord because there's nothing that you've done. There's nothing great that can stop you and will stop you except the enemy. And that is the devil. The devil will make you feel like you can't. But I'm here as a witness right now of what God has done, that the Lord is the only one that can take nothing and make something. He's the only one that can take a, a nobody and make somebody. And he said, that's what he wants to do. He will do that. He'll do that. And so you go to a Bible believing church. Uh, you have access to the phone, Google uh, a church in your area um, to go to. And, and it don't hurt to ask the question of what they believe. Listen, this church, Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we teach the apostles' teaching. We teach what Jesus taught the disciples uh, as they taught the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. We believe, as the Lord told Israel, here, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. So we believe in one God, not three, uh, because the Bible said there's one that sits on the throne. And that remission of sin and repentance should be preached in his name. And so every place you find in the Bible, they were baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. And those that was baptized under the re, a baptism of repentance, John the Baptist was rebaptized in Jesus' name. And, and so they understood what the Lord meant. They understood and the Lord did not correct them and say, no, you're doing it wrong, but he blessed them over and over again uh, with power and with the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, which is his spirit, which also comes in his name. And so those are a few things to be aware of as you're in your area and you're looking for a church home, but don't stop praying. You go in your closet and pray, turn everything off and pray and ask God to save you. Don't stop. That's still my prayer. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still praying that same prayer. Lord, save me. Help me to live right for you. So I'm, I'm asking you to, uh, I'll be back on, on, on Thursday night at seven o'clock. And give me a progress report of what God has done from this time 
to that time, if you found a church home, let me know what area you're in and we'll help you help you as well to look for a church home. You know, that's what social media and the internet can do. I was in Hong Kong and found a church home for someone and, and while I was there, took them to church. And so, um, you know, so let's commit our ways. Let's remember John in prayer and, and let's hold up one another in prayer because that's what it's about, the saving of souls. God bless you. I'll be back again Thursday to talk about Acts of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name.